It is August 22nd in the year of our Lord, 2023, and this is the Average Jays podcast, where we remind you of the pop culture news you might have missed this past week. As always, I'm Jay Justin Ruiz. And I'm Jay Jeremy Francois. So we're going to hit the ground running this week. We have a couple of like things to hit, a lot of news, like upcoming stuff, but um. Before we get into that, the first thing I want to discuss um, happened late last uh, week. No, I guess like literally a week ago, Tuesday. Snapchat had like a really weird AI conundrum. Like, I, I'm actually not too heavy on Snapchat anymore, but like, I know with the Gen Zers and the youngins out there, Snapchat has had like a resurgence. Yeah. But, like, apparently, the AI within the app started posting on its own, which is, like, terrifying. So, on Tuesday, some of the users were experiencing the My AI, which is, like, their uh, their chatbot within the, the, the app. They started posting stories to the user's account on their own behalf. So they were just blank stories. Nothing was going on. It was just like a lot of colors and stuff. But um, it looked like a background of a story, if anything. But yeah, it just it did it on its own. And it did it like across, I think, like millions of of users. Yeah, I that that is wild. I did see some blurb on that immediately. I saw like the images and then I was just like, bro. This is like the big bang for the for AI. It, it was like looking. It was like kind of like being birthed. It was like where where am I? It's literally like w- when we think of like Avengers, it's kind of like it's hunky dory and colorful, and you know it's Marvel Disney. But no, that it can be scary because dude was about to blow up the planet with a man made or rather a robotic made meteor. So yeah, this is the beginning of it. At some point in our future, we will have a robotic made meteor hit us, and um, that can happen. So I don't like it. It's it's gonna happen, but I don't like it. I hope I'm not here for it, but whatever. Yeah, it's it's super crazy. I mean, you think about like like you said, like Ultron or Skynet. You know, for the Terminator fans out there, like this is AI. Like this is the weird stuff that happens before the bad stuff, right? Like this is the catalyst, the the first event. But so apparently Snapchat reached out and said that it was due to an outage, apparently, that they had only concerning the My AI, which is like a little weird, but it has since been corrected. Uh, another thing is like not everyone's My AI did it. And on top of that, like you can talk to it. It is a chat bot that you're able to have like, you know, basic conversations with. So when people like, I guess, chatted the AI asking, what is this? There's many people that like literally was like, what is this? How did this happen? The AI was silent. So I don't know. A lot of this could be it very well could be an outage. It's I'm not a computer wizard or anything like that, but I don't know, man. There's stuff with this where it's just like, 
oh yeah, don't worry about it. It was totally like a whatever. Like it's like I feel like it's very much like covering up what could have actually been going on behind the scenes. Oh yeah. It probably wasn't Snapchat who sent that out. It was the AI that said it was an outage. So I believe that wholeheartedly. I don't care what you tell me. I don't care if you have the facts because the facts were given by the AI. So I don't know if you remember, but this reminds me of um, a couple of months ago, maybe even a year ago, Google had an issue and they ended up firing the guy that talked about exactly. it with their AI. Exactly. Where it was like the AI talked like unpromptedly like it it spoke up and the guy who tried to like let them know about it he ended up getting fired and all that there was that kind of like weird conspiracy over there but it's like who who knows man like this is uh, only the people know like that work with this stuff really truly know the answers and most of the time they're under like a bajillion ndas and like and your yeah, life will to be us, ruined it seems very <laughs> sci-fi to us, it seems very yeah. sci-fi, but to them, it's probably, it is probably glitches or something like that, but we would never know that because they're not going to tell us. So we're just here to believe that Skynet is taking over and Arnold Schwarzenegger is the first thing they cop. Like literally his yeah, old man and, uh, body and they're going to clone his younger self. <laughs> so it's still the, it's still the Terminator, but they just started and the first model is old Arnold Schwarzenegger. Okay, I and then, that. but then they have to like <laughs> kind of de-age him, so they got to keep working because they got to clone him first. They got to figure out the cloning process like we did, and then just so it go backwards. So it'd be like it would be like starting with old Arnold, and as we progress, it'll be younger Arnold. Yeah, and it'll unlike rather, the sorry, movies where like he got Arnold. older. Yes, peak Arnold. Peak Arnold. Okay. Yeah. All right. <laughs> and that's when we got- um. Yeah, when peak Arnold comes through, that's that's when it's yeah, the end me, of the human race. He, I don't know. I feel like the AI would have a sense of humor and decide to just say, let me get peak 80s action heroes. They'll get peak uh, 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 Sylvester Stallone, uh, peak Chuck, peak, what's his name? Jean-Claude Van Damme. And just for the heck of it, just, just to mess with humanity, revive a, a, a peak Bruce Lee. And just mm. destroy us. And mind you, they're not, you know, flesh bags. They are, there are metallic skeletal structures inside those meat sacks. And we will yeah. be destroyed. So, I feel like an army of Bruce Lee's is pretty formidable. Like, that is, like, if you have an unending army of Bruce Lee's, you could probably take over a lot. Yeah. Yep. Anyway bringing it all back um that's our our only piece of like world news this week getting into tv and movies uh like i had mentioned we have a couple of different updates here last week we did get a teaser trailer for the new scott pilgrim animated show on netflix it's called scott pilgrim take uh takes off everyone from the original edgar wright movie is coming back which is awesome to see yeah, that's dope. um including michael sarah mary elizabeth weinstead who played uh ramona flowers the whole band sex bob Oms, they're all coming back yeah literally everyone aubrey plaza um kieran culkin which is crazy because now he's like uber famous with yeah. uh succession going on right now or finishing up rather 
Um, but it was a cute little teaser. It's clearly pulling a little bit more from the comic series. Yeah. Um, and they're going to have that manga, I guess. The anime, yes. Yeah. You're not wrong because it is it is a comic with the anime style, or sorry, a manga style. But because yeah. it's going to be, a, it's an, it's going to use the anime genre to progress the story in a different, it's, it's going to be a different medium because we had it in the movies. The movie was well done. Now we're actually finally getting a, like an animated thing from it, which I don't think we've ever had before. It was just book, movie. So it's a, it's a yeah, weird not thing. It's kind of doing it in the inverse in a sense. Yeah, and then we also had the, the video game that came oh. out a couple of years back. Yeah. So and then that capitalized on like the eight bit style, but based off of the manga art that they had. Um, but yeah, the teaser was cool. It it showed up iconic scenes from comic and movie. It's if you've seen the movie or you've read the books, like they pick out the they cherry pick the scenes that you know. I'm just excited to like hear everyone again. Like we even have like bigger people coming in for it. Like Chris Evans coming back, yeah. Jason Schwartzman, like. He's been a little quiet, but then you got people like Brie Larson, which is like, she's arguably at the, you know, pinnacle of her career yeah. right now. It's it's just fun to see everyone coming back, and I'm sure they also got paid a buttload of money, but um, it's just cool that it's it's keeping all the, the voices and characters that we loved. I'm I'm stoked. Everyone on the internet was stoked. I I heard no bad thing about it, or even any complaint about. It. Yeah, no. None. Um, moving on with some more new stuff. We have Good Burger 2 teaser trailer, which dropped yesterday. Um, it was it was funny because like I saw the teaser trailer, and I went to go put it on the docket, and I saw it was already there, and I was like, ah, Jay beat me to it. <laughs> and then the, the other thing was like, this was such a important movie for me as a kid and for it to receive a teaser trailer on my birthday like i didn't think about it till like today oh, yeah it was his birthday yesterday guys happy birthday yeah thank you i i have a little balloon there i have a big bow yeah this is from my, my birthday present uh, yeah, from, yeah, I see uh, the bow. from america oh, i see the balloon on screen cool yeah um <laughs> but yeah it was just so it was so funny. Like it was a, a pretty crazy coincidence. Like I watched this movie like crazy. I loved the, the original skits from all that. And I used to watch that nonstop. I used to, I used to say the thing all the time to my parents, you know, welcome to good burger, home of the good burger. Can I take your order? Like that was a, a kid catchphrase for me. Um, I mean, you know, we, we got back Keenan Thompson and Kale Mitchell. The movie would not have worked without them. It doesn't look like there's anyone else from the original movie that's coming in. I know Josh Sherver is supposed to, like, cameo or star, and he's also an All That alumni. And Lori Beth, another All That uh, alumni. I believe they were both in the in the first movie. Josh Sherver definitely was. He was a he was a worker, and I think Lori Beth was a like a um, a customer that came in, but. It's it's fun. It looks super like campy. I'm sure it's very self aware. It knows what it is. Um, it was quick. I think it was like maybe a minute, and we got you know Kel Mitchell's you know character Ed 
being dumb and like doing you know funny stuff real quick. I think the water scene was a nice way to capture that moment. I think that to me kind of encapsulated everything. I don't remember how wacky the movie was. Uh, I remember the movie. I just forget how wacky it was. Him getting, you know, Keenan getting hit by the car. I was just like, I don't remember it being that wacky. But then, you know, I, I, I guess I have to like see this movie. I probably might watch the first one just to, like, kind of, oh yeah, kind of like what I did with uh, uh, Coming to America, where I just watched the first one just to get like that backstory and see how this goes. But yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm not like I have no like attachment to it. I just remember watching it as a mm-hmm. kid. Um, thought it was, you know, funny for what it was. Uh, but this one, I, I think for me, someone that grew up with, uh, them in the sense in the background and in TV, seeing them come together is what got, will have me watch this. Like, yeah. it's not like, yeah. I'm, I'm not against it. I'm not for it. I'm just, I just want to see them play together on screen. Like, it's like one big sandbox. Like when you were a kid, you, you were, you had a friend and you played with your toys. It, that's just they haven't been together in so long. So they're just reunited. Well, for their second time, they did it on the Tonight Show. Tonight Show, and I Late Show, uh, yeah. Late Show with Jimmy Fallon. Um, but yeah, you know, and I think I think you're right. Like a lot of '90s babies, you know, doesn't matter what your attachment to their stuff was. Like they're gonna go for it just because it is Keenan and Kel coming back, right? Yeah. So, um, and I think like the first one definitely wasn't as wacky. Like it had its moments, um, but it was more so Ed was the wacky character in the real world. So like there was real world issues happening. Like you know, Good Burger was getting shut down. You know, they had a competitor. You know, they were also um, Keenan's character Dexter was like trying to like date this girl that they worked with. You know, there was stuff like. I guess real world things and Ed was just like a weird guy in the world. Yeah. So think maybe like maybe not as wacky, but almost like an Ace Ventura yeah. where it's like that kind of character. It's a real world scenario, but there is a weird person yeah. that lives in the world. Yeah. Um, I think the water scene was perfect. It summed up exactly who his character is yeah. in the teaser. If you, if you guys haven't seen it, a waiter brings them water and he was like, he's like water. Oh, yeah, the waiter comes up, is like water, and Kel is like examining the pitcher, and he's like, "Yeah, I think so." And then he goes to drink it, and then spits it back in the pitcher, and he's like, "Yep, that's water." Yeah, yeah, I, I'm just I'm excited <coughs> for it. It's fun. Bless you. Uh, Jay just did a little sneezy poo, but yeah, this looks super fun. I'm happy that it's coming back, and I'm cautiously optimistic because it is also going to be a paramount plus um exclusive it is an official sequel so i don't really know what to expect in terms like budget and all that but i i I hope it'll be a fun ride yeah great now switching from this super nostalgic fun ride to super intense drama craziness uh today we just got a teaser trailer for Zack Snyder's latest project, Rebel Moon. You know, it's going to be coming to Netflix in late December. And yes. it's December 2022. I uh, know. December 22nd, 2023. That's when it's coming out. Um, It will be in two parts. And the second part will be released April 19th, 2024. 
It looks like greatness. Dune meets Star Wars meets like Clash of the Titans. That's the vibe I got off of it. I would, you know, mix the Clash of the Titans. I would say the first two, like you said, Dune, Star Wars, mm-hmm. a Western, a samurai uh, piece uh, mixed with uh, what's this thing that everyone loved that I wish came back? Firefly. And there was mm-hmm. one more thing I wanted to toss in there. Now, in the trailer, the only reason I say Clash of the Titans is because we got some like mythological like beasts towards yeah, the end there, of the trailer. There was a lot of like these beasts. Like I think they were just like alien races. Some of them were very big. So if anything, it looked uh, like one of them could have been like a changeling or something. Like it, yeah. it was, it, we kind of got like almost Beastmaster vibes because that one guy it's, that a like, lot was happening. Yeah. Like there was something and I was like really thing. loving about it and I was like, what's going on? Because it also has yeah, this there's a, lot. a similar sheen. Like obviously his works when it comes to like three hundred, the uh, you know, the Justice League movie, the or yeah, Justice League or Man of Steel. But I saw one of his weaker movies, Sucker Punch. There were certain scenes that remind me of that, which I know I loved Sucker Punch. It wasn't a perfect movie, but I did enjoy it. So that's why I was like yeah. There are things in that movie that are great, but it's just out of all his mm-hmm. movies, that is the weakest. And I think if we did that movie now, yeah. I think it would be better knowing oh, yeah. uh, uh, the technology and uh, the story, storytelling. Um, but yeah, Rebel Moon looks great. I'm very excited for it. Um, Tra- uh, Charles Hunnam, I believe his name is. He was in... Um, Sons of Anarchy. He's the main character. Why do that? Oh yeah, yeah, the main guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yep, he's yep, yep. he's in there. Um, I'm happy. He's. I love. I love stuff that he's in. I loved him as King Arthur, uh, uh, directed mm-hmm. by Guy Ritchie. So uh, this the girl, first Pacific Rim. For yeah, first like he. I I like him in a lot of stuff. Digimon Hansu. I hope he has a bigger role and he's not being killed off in like every other movie. Like it does a disservice when he's a side character. Um, yeah. I'm sure he is a side character for this, but I hope he's not like killed off or in a flashback, which I feel mm-hmm. like it's showing that. Um, but I'm, it's this is an epic tale that is very reminiscent of Seven Samurai. Like it's it's because it's like I, the story was about getting a group of people to, I guess, defend every you know whatever planet yeah. or moon uh, they're trying to protect. Uh, but I love that we got a. I want to. I wonder if that was Anthony Hopkins. That was him narrating. That narrator, yeah, that's yeah. Anthony Hopkins. Do we, I didn't get the chance to see. I don't but, think he's a character yeah, in there it, though, right, unless he's like some sort of narrator or storyteller. I hope that's not part. Mm-hmm. I I don't know. They got to figure that out when the movie drops. But mm-hmm. um, the, he mentions that you know you got the princess, so you find the princess, you kind of have the keys to the empire, blah blah blah. Oh, and the guy who played in the beginning early stages of uh daenerys's uh side side character a side i guess right hand he was uh he played hitman oh he that he, was that guy he has the tie but this is not the trivia the trivia mm-hmm. is the other guy that replaced him in game of thrones is there too so they're in the same group or same show. Oh, that's fun. I mean, same movie. That's fun. So he plays, I think, one of the rebels. I'm going to call them rebels because it's Rebel Moon. Yeah. He's there. 
But the guy, the first guy, the Hitman guy, I don't know his name. He was mm-hmm. also in uh, Deadpool. So that guy, that you know that guy, uh, Ajax. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm going to call him Ajax. If you've seen Deadpool 1, his name is Ajax. So Ajax is in there. He has like a nice tie. And I love the, the design too, because it's like, again, it reminds me of Firefly. Like you have these worlds where people are, it's rustic. It's like people are farming. And then you find out in this mm-hmm. other world is very Dune-ish. And then you have like a guy with a tie. It's like nice and pressed. And it's just these different worlds, but seems to work. Yeah. But a lot has happened. And I'm sure this trailer or this teaser is from, from both parts. They're not, I don't know, it's still one movie. Oh, I don't know. That's a good, that's a good call out. Because I'm wondering, because I'm sure that uh, Zack Snyder's built, he's still, I believe he's still building a world for the Army of the Dead uh, franchise, which I love his world. Mm. Um, Especially the these one, it, it was a just it was just a heist movie, that which was great. Yeah. It had nothing to do with zombies, but it takes place in the same universe. So I hope he does the same with this uh, franchise. And Netflix, it looks like Netflix just said, "Yo, go play," and he did it. That's exactly what it looks like. It looks like they were like, "Here's a sack of money and a blank check. You do whatever you want." And it yeah. looks like, I mean. I hope that all these elements come together yeah. because right right now it's a big like this teaser trailer it's just the rebel moon teaser trailer yeah. it didn't say part 1 or 2 there's so many elements like at some points it kind of looks like like when you were talking about the different ecosystems and stuff it reminded me of different districts from um Hunger Games yeah yeah then especially when you're looking at like the luxury one like that Coruscant city almost and like little bit of game of thrones when it came with like it's the nobility aspects yeah. this teaser trailer seems like it's showing everything from part one and two and then like we also got these people that have like you know farming and regular guns then there's also like a laser sword wielder yeah so thing. i think that was supposed to be the nod because if, for those of yeah you know, to star wars uh he was supposed to create a star wars but they were like nah and i'm sure there were other, it was not just nah but I think it was just too serious or too whatever. And I'm sure this was before Disney acquired uh, Star Wars um, or it got lost in the merger. I forget when I have to look back. At my I timeline. think it already. I, I'm pretty sure Star- Disney already had them when he was supposed to do this. Oh, okay. uh, and then it I'll got scrapped look into it. But it was just an idea yeah. that he, he he presented. And I don't think they went with it because they were just like, I don't think it was what they were looking for. Um, and I can't imagine, again, this is his world and this is not Star Wars. Obviously, it doesn't look like Star Wars, but I can imagine, like, no. he had to play in the confines of Star Wars because it's like it wouldn't look like Star Wars. Like, uh, like, like my thing is, like, Mandalorian. You know, it's like I can go there, not have heard of Star Wars, or maybe heard of Star Wars, maybe seen one of the movies mm-hmm. and go see Mandalorian and be like, oh, this takes place in Star Wars because it has that look. We're talking about yeah. that sheen and, and the wipes and the music. Now, for this one, it just seems to be an epic, which not saying Star Wars is not an epic, but this seems to be an epic. It's like Dune and Star Wars says, let's make a baby. And they created this. I did. Yeah, the world, <laughs> the world looks bigger. The scope seems bigger. Like, I, I don't know. There's a lot of different elements. Like I said, this gumbo pot of different stuff. Um, I'm hoping to see it come together in the end. Yeah. One honorable mention that I loved in this trailer is Dijamin Hansu 
I know we always say Digimon, but I just wanted to say his name right <laughs> once. He does like a 300 Sparta kick in like a quick fight scene, and they show this. He does like the, he like kicks some guy in the chest, and you I was know, like, that's intentional. Got kicked in your chest. <laughs> Boondocks reference. <laughs> and then um, you got stuff like, there was one more thing, and I completely jumped out of my head, but um, it looks cool. Now, here's a weird tidbit behind this where it makes me a little uneasy. Mm. So both parts have already confirmed that they're getting a Snyder cut. They're getting I, a director's cut for both parts. I, it's weird. I don't know why that would be a thing, for, especially for a streaming service. Why not just give me the full thing? You know what I mean? Like, I'd, I'd rather have the cut because it's not like it's beholden to the theaters. Because think about it. For people that don't like that, you know, and I say this like with shade, if you don't have an attention span to go to the movie theaters, watch Oppenheimer, or first of all, if you can go see Endgame, you can see any other movie. So don't complain. Um, but if when it, that, it's a long movie, but it's in your living room. So, and I, this is me now throwing shade at Netflix. Why, why did we have to make these cuts? You know what I mean? Like where, what's going on in the background where it's like, are they telling him, hey, you you might need to cut this down? It's like, it's on Netflix. I can pause it and come back to it whenever I want. But I, I, you're not counting. You're not like, uh, yeah, it's like, no, no, no I, I don't get it. I just don't get it. I'm just thrown off. But Yeah. Yeah. Taking a step back really quick, I double check. Um, Zack Snyder pitched that idea before Disney acquired them. And then I guess it got lost. Mm -hmm. And then it that pitch turned into this. But yeah, it's weird. They're they're putting it out normally. Um, this comes from a an interview that Snyder did with Empire. Um, they're putting it out normally. Then they're gonna get both parts of getting a director's cut. And then there's also supposed to be follow-up movies and a TV series. And Rebel Moon is getting a video game adaptation that's supposed to be massive. There's so much riding on this doing well it seems weird that they would like put out a less than final cut and then put out the final cut like yeah which it's just weird to me that it's it's a waste of time unless again just kind of like like justice league um all those scenes were shot all his all those scenes were shot all they had to do was put it together and then you know do the post stuff um, it's not like they have to go shoot them again. So I'm sure when they release them, the, the stuff is there, but now you're like, let's start putting these things together. Um, which I think again is weird, but yeah, I did know he was, it was going to be a franchise. Like I said, army of the dead was a nice, you know, getting your feet wet and Snyder wants to build this world. And look, if this is Nef Netflix's golden goose, when it comes to games and all the getting into all that, Hey, by all means, do it. But when this Hollywood strike is, if this Hollywood strike is still going on, that's a no go. So, yeah, yeah, it's. I don't know. There's, I to me, I feel like for an and we had this discussion a couple weeks ago about IP versus like you know reboots and stuff like that. For an IP, I feel like they're putting too much behind it already. 
like they're framing it to be a blockbuster and a and a hit but like we have no clue how it's gonna go this is uh what's that movie that just came out with uh what's her face uh gal gadot gal gadot gal gadot whatever you pronounce it wonder woman um that movie i don't even remember and it's not we we knew it was not gonna be great but it's one of those action pieces like it's hard to say that like last good movie that i can think about besides um they clone tyrone they, i can i can name a few they clone tyrone was a good movie but it's not getting that love and hype that it should get they clone tyrone the five bloods was good old guard was great but it doesn't get that that high love but this one is just like they're putting all their eggs in one basket and they're like let's do this let's both my i know i'm saying like, yeah go ahead the last like action blockbuster like like this is i i don't know what that was like we have legacy movies that have attention because they've been around so long but when you think of a blockbuster entity like something like one of my favorite movies it's a go-to for a lot of comparisons the first jurassic park okay the first jurassic park was adapted from a best-selling book you know just a lot of movies are like that but it was something where it was a different thing it was there was so much that went into it and from the trailer when it dropped it had so much hype around it this is this is something where i feel like people in the fandom know about it maybe know the history of what's going on and they care about it but this is i don't think that this is big enough to attract enough people like even look at like game of thrones hbo you know wonderkin right first season very slow very different than the rest of that show first season pulled in a lot of people and then it got progressively better as we went on but to me this doesn't strike me as something that could be easily digestible that's the other thing it strikes me something that's like complicated like maybe like dune like dune is a fantastic like cinematic feat that doesn't transfer into dollars because not everyone is going for that like cinematic thing like not a lot of people will go strictly because of how big and like bodacious it is like the awe of the movie right I don't really know how this is going to fare because this is supposed to be well, I would, an action-adventure sci-fi. I would disagree with you on the sense of, because you said Dune, and that could be, a, for me, a little biased. Dune would have would have a similar effect, kind of like, uh, not similar, but it kind of like you, you used uh, Jurassic Park as an example. It, it, I think it is more digestible than Rebel Moon because it's, it's this one thing, and it takes place in this one place. Now, the second movie gets a lot of hype because Dune had time to marinate, especially with the yeah. video sales and streaming. So it's like now there's going to get that traction. Now with uh, uh, Jurassic Park or like you said with uh, uh, Game of Thrones, again, they started small. Like I remember when I found, when I discovered Game of Thrones was not uh, in college when, when I was with uh, when I met you guys, uh, but that's when we all started watching together. But I discovered mm-hmm. it in high school, but then I was just like, I remember like downloading them just to have it on my computer, and I was like, I'll revisit it. And then I think it was between high school, college, maybe sophomore year, I was just like, all right, let me just start watching this on my own. So it's not like I watched it with someone. Mm-hmm. And then I saw how different, like, I prefer season one 
over a majority of the series because it was like it was so grounded. This one is not grounded because it's just banking on the and, and look and it's not. I don't want to say Rebel Moon in, in its in its entirety. I think this trailer, this teaser trailer, does too yeah. much. Where I think the teaser trailer before because this is a teaser trailer. There was a teaser trailer for the teaser trailer. Mm-hmm. That one did better because it was kind of like this is what's going on. But this trailer was yeah. doing this. Like, it was a big symphony, yeah. and I was like, wait, where am I? What is going on? Things are cool. You mesh it together. I like the cool things, but I don't get what's going on. I know there's a girl involved. I know there's a Seven Samurai thing going on. There's a rebel- rebellion or a group. Like, it's it, it's a lot going on. So, I'm hyped, but I'm only hyped because of Zack Snyder, because I'm happy for him. Mm-hmm. I'm not hyped to, like, I'm hyped to see the movie, of course, but I'm not like, this is going to be the best movie ever, blah, 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 this and that. I love his like little nods and uh, backstory that doesn't need to be said. Like I love that type of uh, storytelling. Mm-hmm. But if, he's, if Netflix uh, is expecting to rake in billions, it's tread lightly. That's what I say for Netflix. But I think, I think it could be done. I think it's just when you do another trailer, just give me something that's bite-sized or something I can handle so I can be like, all right, this got my attention. I'm going to go for the rest of the meal. Yeah. I would love to see, and this, I think, you know, we've talked about this in, uh, with other teasers and stuff. This did the thing of like, it put forward a lot of questions, right? Like that's what teasers do. They make you, it, it makes you ask questions of like, what is going on? Then the full trailer is supposed to be a nice through line that takes you through what is exactly happening or what to expect. We have good teaser trailers, um, and then we have teaser trailers like that are trailers. The last, Ma- the last Matrix, where they proposed so many questions that it, it turned me off from that movie. And I think I like this teaser trailer. It does propose a lot of questions. I think maybe too many. But I also like Zack Snyder. I like that he's like, this is his own project. It seems like he has the reins and like, like I'm going to go see it no matter what, because of the history with Zack Snyder. Yeah. And that's another thing too. Like the, you feeling that way. is like the two big difference here. Ne- we can bash Netflix for all its idiot, idiocracy, idiocracy. I made it up. Um, it doesn't hold the reins like WB did with matrix. Yeah. Yeah. So, so, yeah, so a lot to digest. Everybody go check it out. The Rebel Moon trailer again, part one hitting Netflix on December 22nd. Now, moving on from there, going into WB, I guess, right, with DC, Blue Beetle um, just hit the box over the office this past weekend. It took down Barbie and claimed that number one spot. Again, Barbie's been been hat been at it for a little bit but blue beetle was able to topple it and it's also um, wb so it's like it's no one's losing money here <laughs> but um with that being said it toppled it only with a 25 million dollar weekend um so it sounds like a lot but in reality it's not for a movie of this size also it's okay you know i'm sure they're tracking on making their money back but apparently they had a hundred million dollar budget before marketing 
So sometimes marketing will double that depending on how much, you know, they're, you know, pushing it in front of people. But um, right now, I mean, you know, this is a estimate straight out of the back of my head, right? It could be a $200 million uh, venture. Yeah. So your first weekend out, that's your big weekend. When we talk about $100 million weekends, then that's good. But $25, $25 million yeah, weekends remember, is not yeah, too hot. Um, as a kid, that's big talking about millions of dollars is like change to these rich people when i first yeah. saw watchmen kind of going back into the snyder pool when i first saw watchmen as a kid shouldn't i have seen it at my age but whatever um i was in high school it's not like i was a kid i remember i think it was for the weekend it was like 50 million dollars i was like whoa that's a lot of money they made their money they made a lot of money and then like you know after a couple like i think couple months we, our friends me and my friends were like yeah it's not a lot of money they like they spent a lot of money on on this so 25 and look i hear good things about blue beetle i was actually gonna go i was it dawned on me to be like oh blue beetle's out i'll go see it i wasn't feeling mm-hmm. to see it because again i was like what's the point with dc's current universe right now it's it's technically gonna be part of uh james gunn's world but i don't know Flash yeah. kind of messed it up for me. It kind of Flash didn't solidify the thing to me. That's what Flash did. It, forget all its other problems. It didn't solidify it for me. And then something made it worse. I'm kind of going to go on, on a tangent here. It made it worse. I saw a video saying the only Flash uh, villain on in his Flash's rogue gallery that he's ever encountered only once was Captain Boomerang. One time. That's the only mm-hmm. character he's encountered. I don't know if you recall. It was in the Suicide Squad. That wasn't really in his the Suicide movie. Suicide Squad, the opening thing. It wasn't his movie. Yeah. And, like, it's wild. And then in the Flash movie, there was no Rose. And the Flash has so many. It's like the Batman. Good, it's like Batman. He good has a, villains. It's like you could have given me some. It, this could have been a more grounded. But I'm not going to get. You were going to do the Flashpoint. You didn't solidify the ending for me. You didn't solidify. Mm-hmm. Like, it kind of, again, I'm going to back Snyder on this. It's kind of like spitting in the face like of Snyder. Not saying it's James Gunn's fault, but I think the company was doing weird stuff with Flash. And I was like, why didn't we just kind of yeah. nice bow? That kind of leaves it open, but a nice bow in the sense that, like, you know. But, uh, but I think all of that does contribute like this mess that is the DCU, right? It, it really does contribute to the, I don't want to say downfall or failure, but to the lacklusterness of DC properties. I say failure. And I want to like, say failure post Snyder. Uh, because yeah, cause like blue beetle, look, blue beetle is a great hero in comics, TV, young, just all those things. But, no one was asking for it. You know people were asking for Static Shock. If you're looking for a young hero, uh, especially a, a, a person of color, you know we were asking for Static. For the longest. We were asking for Static Shock for the longest. And, like, the Batman... And the thing is, look, people may be, I guess, I don't want to say dumb, but people can be, like, out of touch when it comes to movies or uh, comics. Mm-hmm. But they're aware that the Batman is its own story. It's not part of yeah. the uh, DCEU. 
Like they know there's a Ben Affleck Batman. So when this thing gets rebooted, they'll know that Superman is the the the, the main Superman. That actor, forgetting his name, Weatherspoon, I think it was. I don't know. I'm I'm making that up. It's not Witherspoon. There's gonna be Reese Witherspoon. Yes. Yes. She, she is. is uh, she's the new Superman. Main Superman. Yes. Um. So yeah, like people are aware that there are different actors that play different realms of these characters so when the dc reboots i think it's gonna be like the batman begins where it didn't get like i remember when batman begins came out i didn't go see it in theaters but i knew it was out Mm -hmm. it was something that existed but i think when it's when dark knight came out that's when people were like oh batman is is gonna be fire so i think when it comes to james gunn's dc dc universe there's going to be at the beginning where I mean, I'm talking about like the love aspect or getting back yeah, into yeah. it. It's going to be like Batman begins. And then the next chunk of movies is going to be like transitioning into this dark night. Oh, fan base where it's like, okay, we're going to be here. We're sticking with it. There's no failures. There's love. There's passion when it comes to these movies and shows. So we'll see. Yeah. I mean, like I said, all of this kind of like uncertainty with the DCU right now, um, it affects all of this, right? Because we have the disappointment with the Flash, and we were getting told, you know, the hype was way too overhyped. It was way too before. Over-hyped. People were saying it's the best superhero movie ever made, and like, and that's this, why I whatever. thought James Gunn was like, I'm like, he had to have said that. He had to. He was told like, you have to say it. And then, you know, we had stuff with, like, you know, they canceled Batwoman, even though it was, like, pretty much done. Then we had um, the reshoots for Aquaman, which still isn't out, which is insane. You know, the reshoots for The Flash as well. Then we have some news outlets are reporting, you know, Gal Gadot said that she is still going to be Wonder Woman. And then we hear from the studio that she isn't going to be Wonder Woman moving forward. But this is the same thing they did with Henry Cavill. I remember when he was out, like, they were like, no. He, like, oh, sent yeah. a picture of him with an action figure. And then, like, a week later. And then yeah. I'm like, bro, like, people need to chill. It's kind of like, and this is like, there's miscommunication or there's this, like, unwavering want to play the character. Like, if you're not playing the character, don't hype it up or don't say that you are. Um, and it's kind of like the thing with Tom Holland, like, you know, and no one's safe from this. This is not a Marvel DC thing. This is, or it could be a Marvel DC thing, but it's like Tom Holland is like, wants to chill from acting or he wants to stop playing Spider-Man. He doesn't want to get too old. I'm like, I get that. But if there is one more movie coming out and it's facts, let it be known, but don't say like, I'm chill. I'm done after this. No, like it's not a secret. Like this is not the secret that Tom Holland, like. We need to go to Tom Holland. This is fine. You can say this. Just stop spoiling the movies. That's all we ask. <laughs> so, so, so yeah. Like literally, all of these things, except for the Tom Holland stuff, I guess. Um, yes, it contributes to the public reception. So it really does bring this stuff down. Yeah. On top of any other flaws it could have with writing, you know, whatever cinematography, uh, any number of things. You know, for me, one of the things with this movie is. At some points, the suit, especially the mask, has a very like heavy like TV series vibe for me, like almost like CW show. Just going off the trailers, yeah, just going off the trailers. I haven't seen the movie yet. Um, yeah, th- there's some like production quality for me where I was just like, 
it, maybe they weren't the best choices. But um, you know, it's it's gotten very mixed reviews. I saw it getting a bunch of threes across the board, and then like IGN gave it a seven. And yet, you know, all these things, it's it's rough, right? It's I don't think Blue Beetle could be an okay movie, but with a lot of this uncertainty of like apparently this is the beginning of the DCU. That's what right? that's what it's supposedly saying, but that's not the start. It's the beginning, but not the start. Exactly. So like, you know, there's you know, Ezra Miller's Flash movie is supposed to be canon. It's supposed to be about it. You know, they're supposed to be sticking with Ezra Miller, you know, moving forward. Yeah. There, there's already been a confirmation that you know Margot Robbie will be returning as um, Harley Quinn, but let's see in a week what that looks like because you know nowadays, like we mentioned with Henry Cavill and Gal Gadot and even uh, Jason Momoa, like the status of these actors playing the characters are all over the place. Yeah, and you know? this is why I sit back and say I'm waiting till I get my product, and my product is James Gunn. Yeah. So I'm waiting for his product. And it's just yeah. all these rumors is very annoying. So, so, but I'm be a Debbie Downer, rapid, guys. Let's move it on. Yeah, not, not to be a Debbie Downer on all this, but uh, yeah, to wrap it up, it did Who's take Debbie? the throne from Barbie. Oh, sorry, it did take the throne from Barbie this past weekend. But at the same time, th- this was Barbie's fifth weekend in theaters, and they're still pulling twenty plus million. So their fifth weekend, they had $21.5 million. Whereas like Blue Beetle's first weekend, they had 25 mil. So right there, you can kind of see the comparison of like a, a mega hit. They, you know, Barbie did cross the billion dollars. Whereas like how far away Blue Beetle is from that. Yeah. And then just as like a little caveat, it did earn 18 million overseas as well. Very weak overseas outing, but altogether it's at forty three and a half million um in sixty four markets. So that's worldwide. Less than fifty million worldwide for its first weekend. That's not awesome. So that being the last piece of TV and movie news, we're gonna head into video games. Um big huge news. This came out of nowhere. Really did. And it really it, it like kind of it blew my mind. Like it sufficiently blew my mind. So longtime Mario voice actor Charles Martinet is taking a step back. He is the original uh voice of Mario. Um I he played well, maybe not technically the original, but he played the character since 1991. Um his biggest outing being, you know, Mario 64, and then in every aspect of Nintendo since then. Not only is he the voice of Mario, but he's also the voice of Luigi, Wario, and Waluigi. Now, Nintendo did take to the internet and released a statement on X. They X'd a statement out, um, and they did confirm that Charles Martinet is taking a step back, no longer going to be the voice of Mario and company, but being kept on as a Mario ambassador. So pretty much he's going to be doing events and stuff for Nintendo. I'm sure they'll be consulting him um, with the voicing and all that stuff. But um, but yeah, it's it was really out of nowhere. And you know, with the statement that Nintendo put out, they did say that uh, Shigeru Miyamoto, the creator of Mario, and Charles Martinet will be doing like a 
follow-up video, I guess addressing the fans and what's going on, and I'm sure confirming the new voices um, at a future date. They haven't said when they're going to talk about it or when that video is coming out, but it will come out and it's going to, I guess, shed more light on the situation. Um, but yeah, it was just, it's nuts. And then to find out also within all of this, the Mario game that just got announced, the new one, Super Mario Wonder, um, for the Switch will not have Charles Martinet as the voice of Mario. So it's just bananas. You know, he's been with the character since 91. He started Super Mario 64 was the first one that he did. You know, it's like, it's, it's crazy. Oh, apparently he's also Metal Mario, Shadow Mario, Baby Mario as well. But it's crazy to see him go. I mean, he's been with it forever. And I mean, the most recent thing, in my mind, is um the movie, Super Mario Bros. movie. He did have a cameo appearance as himself slash Mario, you know? Yeah. yeah that's, but it was a little sad. Yeah, it's, a, it's like a, something we grew up listening to and then only to be like, I'm done. I'm sure there are other things, but not mad at it. Yeah, not mad at it. I'm just like, I'm just weary because then I feel like, you know, it's not my Mario. Because one of the most, like, I guess the more recent things was like when they changed the, verse, the voice of Kermit, Kermit the Frog, a couple years back. Oh. That was so jarring to me when I heard the new voice of Kermit. And it's really, it's, it's messed with me. And like, it's weird. Like I can't connect to Kermit the same way that I used to be. Able I haven't to. even like heard. I would have to sit down and listen to both voices because I'm. So the voice changed. The voice changed after the cancellation of the Muppets TV show, yeah. the one that was like The Office. Yeah, on the ABC. Um, yeah the that guy who was actually the successor to Jim Henson. Um. Just a quick little tangent. That guy who was the successor to Jim Henson, um, he had some issues with how the story was going. And like they wanted Kermit to lie. And he was like, no, Kermit would never do that. Like Kermit wouldn't do that to his nephew or something like that. Um, and then they it was over creative differences. It kind of spun out and he walked away from the role and they you know replaced him. And. Ever since then, whatever like entity that you know the Muppets have, it's with the new act, it's the new voice actor, and I just can't connect the same way. So I'm hoping that's not the same thing. Like it's not as jarring of a of an update, I guess. I don't know. It's weird to think that like a whole new generation of fans and people and stuff like that are gonna get a different voice of Mario be people upset i'm curious to see what a uh, black nerd oh, comedy yeah. uh andre from black nerd comedy is gonna do or feel and that's the other thing yeah people are definitely gonna be upset no matter what but still <laughs> um but yeah that's it uh everyone go make, check it out make and we'll keep you you want to make them mad make make the new voice actor a black guy just because <laughs> don't do it on, don't do it on april fools 
Just just do it on a make random it, day. Make it Keenan Keenan Thompson. Yeah. He's the new Mario. And then like like obviously they won't do it, but just do it just to like mess with everyone. Because if you do it on April Fools, they're gonna be like, no, it's not. Do it on just a random day. I want Mario to be like a whole different thing. Like I want him to be like like Dutch or Australian now. Like I want like a very thick like accent. You wrecked on everything. Not You're the... just like, oh, we found out he's not actually Italian. He's like Russian. Yes, like something out of left field. You know, give me Kenyan Mario from now on. Like, like he's South. Uh, I want. He's he's uh, uh, Mario's actually South African, but with like black roots. So he's like, <laughs> oh, that's why my hair is curly. But he has like a different. <laughs> I mean, hey, I'm I'm here for it. Like, make it make it crazy. Make it make sense. Um, yeah. Okay. So moving on from that, um, currently going on right now is GamesCon. Uh, the opening night was tonight, uh, and that's where we got a couple of different updates. Uh, you know, that's where Rebel Moon's trailer came from. But there are a couple more things. I'm just gonna fly through them, and we'll stop wherever we need to stop. There's not too many things here, but um, they're definitely stuff worth mentioning. So Starfield, Bethesda's you know brainchild for the past twelve years, it feels like, got an official live action trailer that showed a couple of cool landscapes. Um, there was also a little tease that like kind of made it a little NASA space travel-y. You know, one of the astronauts, I guess, like sees a kid and like kind of hands off something and it's almost like you know a little inspiration little twinkle in the eye so that was cool i mean we just keep hearing about this thing we're finally getting visuals now but like you know it's supposed to come september 6th but let's see how it goes because this strikes me as a game that's been talked about for so long that it can't be as good as everyone wants it to be. It, it strikes me as a Kingdom Hearts 3, Final Fantasy 15, like something that's just been worked on for too long. We don't uh, want we that. Had the, no. We had Rebel Moon. We had, oh, uh, Modern Warfare 3 gameplay trailer shows off the first level. Um, I don't know. I'm not like a huge fan of these like Modern Warfare remakes. Like, I get it. Like we, you know, we had the original ones on 360 and PS3. Then we had the remasters. I think last gen. Yeah. And now we have full remakes, and it's just like we're repackaging the same game for the third time. Like, come on, man. And look, it it's not. And look, and I get it. It's a smart thing to do because it's like it is geared to people that are younger, in a sense. Because people like us, we're, we're definitely not going to get it. People will get it still, but people our age, it, it's dwindling. We're not buying the games like we used to. So younger generations are going to buy it, but they're not going to know that there was an original. They'll, well, they'll know, but they just, they're not going to be like, okay, well, I got better graphics and I get to play with more stuff. So they're still going to make their money off of it, but I think it's such a... I don't want to say cop. It is a cop out in making something fresh and new. Yeah, you know, and it's just to me, this is just yeah pushing the online. They'll know that for sure. You're just cop. You're copping out, 
And it kind of reminds me of yeah. um, what's, what game was it? It wasn't Call of Duty. Well, when Bungie left, they're still doing like Destiny stuff. I wish Bungie did something different. But if that's going to yeah. be their baby, then I guess continue. But I don't know. Yeah, so this is, I don't know, it's a franchise. I want to see new life put into it and not rehashing. I mean, they've been, you know, working on Warzone, the online Call of Duty for so long now, but I don't know, the actual game, like, I don't know, it's, it's been lacking for me. Um, We also got a look at Alan Wake 2. That I saw, and it showed I'm, I'm off. excited, but scared at the same time. That's the only scary game I would play. Dude, it looks terrifying, but super cool because, like, Seems like the cinematics are going to be live action, which are dope. I think they're going to be a, a mix because, again, a Remedy is very into melding the two, and they've done a good yeah. job for so long, especially with uh, Quantum, it's not Quantum Leap, Quantum Break. Um, I, I enjoyed that in my own opinion. But yeah, they, they're mixed, mm-hmm. they're meshing it together, and I love it. Um, then we got Diablo Season, f- season 2. Wait, Diablo 4 Season 2. Adds a vampire hunter can't companion. Um, then we had Mortal Kombat One. They revealed two new fighters, Motaro and Shun- Shujinko. Um, they're cameo characters. Tekken Eight got a release date finally, um, January twenty sixth, twenty twenty four. So we won't have to wait that long for that. Assassin's Creed Mirage got a new trailer, and it focused heavily on Baghdad in the ninth century. So it also was a gameplay trailer, so we got to see some movement and like you know fights and stuff like that. I'm I couldn't care less about this game if I'm being honest. I think it's another you know rehashing. They want to go back and kind of like you know quote unquote do it right. But I mean, I, I don't the Assassin's Creed is just like too much of the same for too long. So that's and that's another one, yeah. Uh, Cyberpunk, tw- Cyberpunk 2077 2.0 is coming to the base game alongside Phantom Liberty. So all those like bug uh, fixes as well as new content and all that. Sonic St- Superstars has a release date, October 17th. So that's right around the corner here. Sonic Frontiers, the Final Horizon update is coming this year. So it's gonna it's a DLC for Sonic Frontiers. It's gonna be free and it's gonna have new story, new playable characters, and new challenges added to the game. Quantic Dream announced Dustborn, which is their latest game. It looks like it is a narrative-driven action adventure game set in an alternate version of America. Very uh cel-shaded kind of art. It seems cool. Thank goodness you're here. It's the new game from the studio behind uh, the Untitled Goose Game. Untitled Goose Game, sleeper hit. Awesome game. You play as a goose and you just do dumb stuff. And it actually has like a storyline. It's it's very nice. It's a cozy game. But yeah, their next their next game is Thank Goodness You're Here. Uh, that got a trailer today. Little Nightmares 3 was announced. And it is a co-op adventure. And they showed off the two characters that are going to be in it. Black Myth Wukong is a oh I I know this one I'm looking at a picture right now and I totally forgot what the game is and then 
it's the it's the monkey king retelling in video game form and um it looked pretty cool uh what else marvel snap is officially out of early access on steam it's available i guess it's just the full game quote unquote now instead of the early access version and medieval fighter warhaven the warhaven got a gameplay trailer Grand Blue Fantasy Relink got a February release date. Um, Nightingale got a trailer, which is a it was an official early access trailer. Expeditions, a Mud Runner game. It's a driving sim that got a trailer, got a reveal trailer. Stormgate got a trailer and scenes from the video game. Crimson Desert got a game gameplay trailer. Bulletstorm VR, uh, officially announced it's coming in December uh, 14th. Age of Empire 4 Anniversary Edition, available on Xbox. Killing Floor 3, which I actually saw a little bit of. It looks insane, super gory. Um, definitely something I'm going to miss, but it looks really cool. Killing Floor 3 got announced. Armored Core 6, I know that's one that, like, a bunch of nerds have been waiting on. It got an official launch trailer. And it looks like the rest of this is just, I'm not going to do every single thing, but there's a lot more, but super small things like gameplay or DLC or story trailers. Everyone, you can go to IGN.com and they have a very comprehensive list of everything, including the trailers and the breakdowns for you to check out. And our last piece of video game news here, which I thought was pretty cute. So, the Pokemon Company has announced some more information behind their latest DLC, The Hidden Treasure of Area Zero, coming to Pokemon Scarlet and Violet in the fall? I think September? Okay, I can't, I, I can't remember right now, but I think it's in, in September where it's coming. So they announced a new Pokemon, and it's called Pol... Okay, let me stick with me for a moment. Polchageist. Polchageist. Instead of Poltergeist. Polchageist. If you remember, um, I think it was last generation, we got... So Sword and Shield, we got Poltegeist. So Poltegeist is a ghost-like teacup that evolves into a ghost tea kettle. This one is Polchageist, which is like a haunted little matcha ghost. Like he has the little like stir thing. He's in the little clay pot. He's green, cute little eyes. It's fun. I'm trying to find it right now, just so I can see where you're. So it'll be the latest ghost grass Pokemon. Um, and yeah, that that was pretty much it. It was just that thing. Um, it's coming with the DLC. Uh, hold on. Let me just get the date really quickly. I can't believe I forgot when it's supposed to be. But I see it. Yeah, I mean, I'm. I kind of like, and I guess I'll get into it in um the weekly wrap for what we've been uh reading, watching, and playing. I kind of slid back into the Pokemon world, and I started like trying to fill out the Pokedex again and. I got the free Mew with the code. Nice. So, 
I've been I've been kind of keeping my ear to the ground for more Pokemon news. Oh, it comes out September 13th. So that'll be Hidden Treasures of Area Zero Part 1, the Teal Mask. And then Part 2 comes, I think, in January or something like that. But yeah, September 13th is when the DLC comes. And it looks like it'll be taking place. I think that, it, you know, just like the regular game of Scarlet and Violet, there's a time element there. So it looks like we're going to be going into the past somehow and like finding some ancient Pokemon and then I guess coming to the future. And this one is a thing. Um, this Pokemon that was announced, uh, Pult Chugeist, um, comes from, it's like, I don't think it's classified as an ancient Pokemon, but it comes from like hundreds of years in the past. Okay. And that is it for our docket. That's the last piece of video game news there. Now, before we get into the weekly wrap, we still are rolling out the word of the day. So, Jay, take it away. The word of the day. I know the word. I just should have had it saved here. It is lackluster. Oh, God. Lackluster. <laughs> just kind of tying it back. The Blue Beetle. <laughs> Blue Beetle was lackluster. Well, if you guys don't know what lackluster is, I, I'm. But you know what? I'll humor you guys. I'll do. I didn't even see the movie. I'm. I'm just saying. When it comes to, we're their, not biased at all. Yeah. When it comes to the uh, financial gain the movie made, it's pretty lackluster. Yes. Pretty lackluster. Yeah, Lynn Can you give Laker. us the? You're too young to know what liquor is. Can you give us the country of origin? Can you use it in a sentence? Lackluster describes something lacking in sheen, brilliant, mm. and vitality. In other words, mm. something dull or mediocre. <laughs> That's literally what it says. Damn. Dull and mediocre. What use it in a sentence? After some of lackluster sales, business is booming at the coffee shop now that students are returning. So it seems like if you're not getting your coffee, your your coffee business will drop. Yes. Or well, there. <laughs> okay. So Starbucks. So I think that out. was. I think that was a great word <laughs> to tie back. Um, so then, yeah, then we'll go into our weekly wrap. Jay, what have you been watching, reading, or playing? I did finish uh, season one of Gargoyles, so finally. That was dope. I loved it. Uh, the child in... Season one of what? Gargoyles. Oh, Gargoyles. Yes. Okay. The darkness. It was great. Watch the, the theme se- the theme music. It, it brings me back to childhood, uh, childhood memories. Um, it was really good. Just seeing, like, one thing about these classic movies, I mean, shows, and like, you know, like Batman, Spider-Man, classic shows. And these shows were around when we were like kids where we couldn't retain a lot of memory. But one of my memories, I remember seeing scenes on TV. I remember uh, owning this like coloring book with a marker that had gargoyles on it. And I didn't, I don't think I can say I watched that show religiously. I just knew it was really dope. Maybe I saw reruns here and there throughout, you know, growing up, but it, it stuck with me. So seeing season one in its entirety, it really does not talk down to kids. Like, 
there's a use of a gun. Like there's no, it's not la- there's lasers in the show, but there's guns are involved as well. Like, uh, and it shows the use of a gun is not a good thing. Like for example, uh, one of the characters, I believe. So Gargoyle starts out where the characters don't know their names because they're just these creatures. But when they make it to the mm-hmm. present day. They're named. It takes place in New York City, so they're named after boroughs and streets. So uh, you got Goliath, who's Goliath, because he's the only one with a name. Uh, one of the characters, Lexington, Broadway, uh, Hudson for Hudson Rivers, the old one. Uh, it's a little weird that I don't know who named this. Uh, so the dog gargoyle, the, the creature one, the one on all fours, is called Bronx. So I don't know if that was Bronx. some way to that was shade that was thrown to the Bronx at the time, but. Every time I see it, I'm just like, oh, that's a little off, but whatever. One of the, the little red guys, Brooklyn, right? Yes, and yes, yeah, I mean, I forgot that. Yeah, that he's Brooklyn. So, yeah. So, in one of the early episodes, you know, they meet uh, Elise, Elisa. She's a cop, she's a detective. And, you know, this dude comes, you know, the gargoyle comes in. He's the big guy, I believe he's Broadway. He comes in and he decides to uh, surprise her, just say, you know, stop and say hi. She turns around, puts her gun and badge down, and then he finds the gun because he's been watching these uh, cowboy shows. And he's just, like, playing with it and then accidentally shoots her. So it's like, oh, wow, like, this actually happened in the show. Like, this was not, they didn't Mm -hmm. hold back. But there's a lesson in the show. It doesn't talk down. He makes the realization saying, hey. I shot you with this gun. I'm so sorry. He goes on. He goes on a rampage, chasing after uh, whoever was selling weapons in the street, trying to like rectify his wrongdoing. Mm-hmm. Well, Goliath is trying to find out who killed or who shot uh, Elisa, but then mm-hmm. he finds out it was Broadway. He was like, "Oh, you know, it was a mistake." He was like, "It was a mistake." He starts crying, and I was just like, "Wow!" Like as a kid, you realize. Yeah, I should not be playing with guns because I could hurt someone. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, there are a lot of classic shows that use guns in a way. I remember Static Shock also was another one. Where guns was a topic. I think someone handed, uh, I'm kind of going off tangent here, but someone tried to hand Static uh, or Virgil, he's not Static, uh, in, in uh, his, his, he's not in his identity. He's in his secret identity, Virgil. Someone hands him a gun. And he's like, nah, I don't want to use it because gun killed my mom. So it was just like, oh, like that way to tell kids like guns are not the way you shouldn't be. They're not playthings. That's basically the basis of it. It's not telling you you shouldn't have guns, which is like you're not trying to pick. This is not a. This is not political. It's not democratic. It's not Republican. It's just guns mm-hmm. are not a toy. So at least when yeah. the person grows up, this kid grows up, he can make his informed decisions like, I might want to have a gun for protection and better, you know, going forward. Like for me, let's say I decide to have a gun one day, but I, I vote Democrat, but let's say I decide to have a gun one day. I know that it's not a plaything. I know how to safely put that gun away. So my future kids are not just like finding the gun and playing with it. Maybe they're making Hopefully, there's a show out there that kind of teaches them that same lesson, where it's just not all stars and flowers, you know, because that's what our shows are now. 
I'm hoping Bluey really tackles gun violence oh, in our communities. Um, Sesame Street gets <laughs> talks about like the, the drugs on the street. Like there's just like a. I wouldn't be surprised if Sesame Street had like a, a drug thing in their show, like where there's someone talking about how like drugs is bad and how there's a new Muppet on the block and yeah. he's like trying to sell them. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised because you you know thing with TV is they push the envelope. Yeah, you're right. You're uh, right. His name is Druggy, Druggy the Muppet. I mean, Druggy the <laughs> Druggy the Muppet. It, it really has to be like nose. not on the nose, but on the nose. But uh, yeah, so I watched that. I'm I'm happy I got through season one. I, I got to revisit my other shows. I was watching like Jackie Chan. And I have to get back to that. Even Men in Black. I have to get back to those and my mm. my tsunami times too. My tsunami time slots. I got to get back on. But doing this was a nice. I feel accomplished having seen uh, season one of Gargoyles. I am slowly going through a classic, a classic for some people, but a classic. The OG before Dragon Ball. Fist of the North Star. Mm. I only... I had it on my queue for the longest, like, for years on Crunchyroll, but then what got me started was because I saw a thumbnail of a show called Fist of the Blue Sky, which is a prequel to the series, but I don't like the way it looks, so I figured, let me just watch the show. It, it is not... And I tell people this, it is not your new anime. It's not even your... 90s anime it does i think it's just something that there's a light nostalgia like i feel like i could have seen something akin to fits of the north star when it comes to animation it's it's mm-hmm. that type of nostalgia for me i was not born in the 80s so i wouldn't know what that's like but watching it makes me feel like a kid watching a classic anime so you, if that makes sense i feel like i'm a kid watching an old anime when i watch Yes, North Star. Yeah, you feel like you're a kid watching Dragon Ball or something. Oh yeah, even Dragon Ball too, because Dragon Ball is pretty old, and Dragon Ball took place yeah. after Fist of the North Star, which you can see the improvements of animation at the time. Um, mm-hmm. And I believe, yeah, and it's Toy Animation too. Toy Animation does, for those who don't know, yep, they do One Piece. We love One Piece. They do Dragon Ball and a lot of other classics. So, and Fist of the North Star is also Toy Animation. Um, so I'm watch, slowly watching that. One more episode with Warrior. Uh, the way the second to last episode ended, Beast Mode. You need to get on it. Get on it fast when you can. I keep seeing it pop up, like, like there, I'm getting like targeted ads. There you go. There you go. I'm all the time. I'm gonna keep sending you stuff so it shows up on your on your phone, so the targeted ads get stronger, and then the AIs can probably Snapchat something Warrior related. Then my phone's gonna sprout legs and just strap itself to my face yeah, and like make face, me watch it. It's like a face hugger, just popping your face. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, watch this. <laughs> that's scary. <laughs> like the AI starts doing yeah, that. Like, watch terrifying. Watch this. <laughs> it's like BMO, but on your face. <laughs> it's a phone hugger. Kill it. Um so what else? Um so I started doing this thing where I have to get back to my comic reading. I, I feel bad that my my comic-loving ways have been stunted because of me doing my own comic book. I'm having my own comic book journey. So um, mm. Saturday is going to be my comic book day, 
And then Sunday is going to be my manga day because usually my manga chapters drop on Sunday. I'll be reading manga for one to two hours. So Saturday, I started reading um, Something is Killing the Children, which I started and it has my attention. Like, I was like, oh, like, I can see why it's really good. Um, I'm very curious. It has my attention. Something is killing the children. We see the thing that's killing the children. We just don't know what it is. Do you see, like, a silhouette, or do you see, like, the thing? It's a silhouette slash you see the thing. Like, you can see the appendages. You can see the multiple eyes it has. It's just, the, the, I was talking about the art is beautiful. Um, hold on. Let me just tell you who is uh, working on it. So, James Tinian, like I said before, is the writer. And the artist, wow, how are you going to tell me the artist, uh, the writer name, but not the artist? The artist is Werther Del Edora. Sorry that I butchered that. But the main character is a female lead. Uh, she seems like a badass. Reminds me of a book that I that I read and need to finish. Um, wow, why am I forgetting the name of this book? And I have it on my... Because I'm reading everything through Comixology, which is another thing. I pay for Comixology. And um, hmm. it's just like taking my money. But like I read here and there, but I just need to make a, a, like a commitment uh, to reading. Uh, but the comic that I'm talking about is called Spread. Oh, that's a good one. You, sh- you should, if you ever feel that. But it reminds me of that. So the antagonist of I mean, the protagonist of Spread is a guy, he's like an Asian guy, whose name is No. And I don't know if it's, like, No, like, because it's very confusing, and I'll tell you why. It's not, like, a racist thing as well. It's, like, his name is No, but in the book, he only responds by saying No. So I don't know if it's, like, a Hodor thing. Like N-O. Yes. And I don't know if it's, like, a Hodor thing, because he also speaks as well. So mm. it's just, I think, whenever people ask him questions... It's so conveniently he can just respond with a yes or no question and he oh yes or no answer and he says no. But he also responds. Yeah, it's I have to go back to reading spread. But issue one, I have like the first couple issues and it's great. Issue one, I believe IGN gave it a ten out of ten and that was the reason I bought it. So now it's on oh, wow. Comicsology and I have I think there's only five volumes. So uh I'm not I'm not reading it now, that's not part of my rap, but something's killing the children's main character reminds me of the main character of uh spread spread so definitely check out something is killing the children that's like the hot thing right now it's in and i think another reason why it's getting a lot of love is because scott snyder uh raved about it by saying it's it's horror it's horror done inspiringly terrifyingly right and then, remember, for those who don't know, Scott Snyder is the best-selling writer for Batman when he was on that run. So, if you have someone like Scott Snyder tossing up the, like, yo, this, you, you, you're going to sell. And yeah. not only that, James Tinian has written, again, uh, backstories on his books, so people know who James Tinian is. But yeah, so that's what I, I'm, I'm reading as well. And then for manga, I got back. I read One Piece chapter. Like, I don't really have to talk about One Piece because One Piece is One Piece. Um, I got to get back to my stuff. Um, but I haven't read any manga. But yeah, 
And then playing uh, Final Fantasy, um, I got to the major point. Uh, there was like a five-year time skip, which threw me off. So far, <laughs> it's pretty dope. Uh, but I'm not something. It's not hooking me in in the sense of like story. Like I'm not at the edge of my seat. Like something happened, <laughs> someone dies. I was like, damn, that sucked. But uh, I'm not at the point where I'm like, yo, you guys got to get this game. Like it's already it's already there. Where it's, it's Final Fantasy. Like you got to get it. But I'm not. I'm not going around telling people like, yo, you got to buy this game. I'm not at that point yet. I guess I'm still early on. That was like a major turning point with the five-year time skip. So, yeah. And I think that is it. I haven't seen it else. Yeah. Oh, and then Seinfeld. You know. <laughs> okay. Um, For me... It's not One Piece, I know that. No, I, I took a pause. Yeah. I had to make sure I go back and put the episode when I watch the new episode. But it's it's not a forever pause at all. It's just, I just happen. didn't have a lot of time. I mean, I guess like my mainstays right now, like when I'm going to bed, I watch uh, Parks and Rec. And then like um, whenever I have time, like where I can like half concentrate, I've been going through the Big Bang Theory. And it's so funny. Like, I didn't want to watch that show for so long. I just didn't care for it and, like, the humor and stuff when I did see it. And now I'm in season six and I've made my way. And, like, there's so many points where, like, it's it's a TV sitcom, so it has the laugh track and all that yeah. stuff. But, like, it makes me laugh so hard. Like, once in a while, there's, like, a gut busting like laugh and like sheldon for all like his quirks, quirks and like you know whatever you want to say about how the character's written i think it's i think jim parsons does a fantastic job like um yeah it's insane to see how long i've gone with it and like now i just started season six and i can see the characters like age like literally from the end of season five then they started season six i could see their faces like have aged in that yeah. amount of time and i was like especially oh, no, uh, this guy that plays leonard yeah um actually i think i see it more in sheldon because like his hair starts to thin a little bit and like you could see almost like the wrinkles in him yeah. but uh favorite character but yeah leonard yeah, you can I'll see it too. in that show is amy Feller, amy Fair Fowler. Oh, Maya Bialik, I love her. Yeah, she's great. Um, I think she's like I love. I like them all as a cast, but when she was like tossed in there, and I can imagine they did like test scripts, and she became my favorite character because she was very weird and annoying in the beginning. But when she was transitioning, it was kind of like how when Thor Thor hangs out with Iron Man and he starts to kind of act kind of like him. Yeah, and Amy kind of feeds off of penny because they hang out mm -hmm. all the time and i love how she's just calls amy uh penny like a goddess of whatever and she's great yes. like they're best friends because she says so like she's my one of my favorite characters yeah their relationship is very much like uh a dialed up version of um parks and rec with uh oh, leslie Le and uh, and and Anne. yeah how like she she always calls her like a goddess or like something weird combination of stuff. Yeah. But um, 
Oh yeah, so I'm I've been loving it. It's such a nice like, like I said, it's a show that I can half pay attention to, yeah, and I can it, get it what's, what's happening. Show. I remember I started the same way, and I just I, I watched it also weekly too. I I was one of the things I used mm. to love doing was uh, reading reviews on IGN um, for a lot of my shows, especially like Spartacus or any other classic shows. Um, mm-hmm. I would read about. Amy and Farrah Fallen, and then they would. I would love that whoever was writing the review would have a similar take that I had when they talked about her, especially when you see her evolution. She came a long way as a character. Oh yeah, yeah. Because right now she's been in. I think this is going to be. I think season six is her third season that she's been on the show, and, she's and you could tell like from. Right. Yeah, and she's a main character right. and all that. Um, but you could tell like from the beginning to now, it's one eighty. Um, beyond that, uh, classic I watched yesterday with the Mrs. Uh, Scott Pilgrim. She had said that she never saw it. And then I was like talking about the, the, the animation that's coming out. So I was like, you know what? We're just going to watch it. So we watched it last night on Sunday. I started because it was my 30th birthday on Monday. I started watching 13 going on 30 because I wanted to be 30 flirty and thriving. What else? I feel like that's really been it with like watching stuff. Like I haven't been to the movies or anything lately. Um, Yeah, I really think that's it. And then no reading. I actually did get a comic book um, sent to me that I have to read. But um, then for playing... I haven't been playing too much. I did end up snagging to like the Switch had like a, a big like summer sale going on. So I ended up getting two games. I got a Hat in Time and the Street Fighter 2, the last whatever the hell. The one that was like the Switch exclusive when it first came out. It like it brought like Violent Ken and Shadow Ryu or whatever. Um I think it was, I think it's called like Street Fighter 2 The Last Fighters, I think is what it's called. I ended up getting both of them for like 30 bucks. So I was like, okay. And a hat in time has it it was a bundle, so it had the main game plus the two DLCs. And that's been one that's been on my wish list since like it came out. Like that was a game but like what six years ago that I really wanted wow. to get and I just never got it. Um so finally I got it. I've been playing through that. I'm actually towards the end now. Fun platformer, it's cute. So it's it's again something I don't have to like think about too much. And it's just like when my, my brain is kind of like winding down at the end of the day, it's something I could play before I go to sleep. Yeah, that's it. I haven't been playing too much either. Um it's just really been a hat in time. And I downloaded Pokemon Go last week. Again, every every eight months or so i've re-downloaded that game and i put a little bit of energy towards it and then i let it fade into the distance again yeah for me it was just that summer it came about that was it every so often like there'll be times where like i'm on it for like a year and then it'll be gone like we were at the mall last weekend and i was like oh i was like eric was in a store and i was like what am i gonna do and i was just waiting outside for her to finish and i was like you know what i'm gonna get pokemon go because i know there's like 50 pokestops in this like straight line so i like went ham and i did a bunch of stuff and like there was an event going on at the same time in pokemon go so it just all lined up uh for me to get a bunch of crap uh 
But yeah, and I think that's it for me. I'm I'm not gonna belabor this anymore. I think that's it. Stop stop dragging it. <laughs> like, yeah. Gotta find things. Yeah, just, it's hard. Like just, yeah. just letting people know it is hard. It's just like what like I purposely was like, I we need to tell people. Cause look, I honestly have to find something to read and I don't wanna be like, I gotta I, just start writing this stuff down. Uh, well, if you like do stuff, at least it's uh, like I want to bring something to the table because like I ultimately want to kind of have the rap take up more of the thing because like mm-hmm. even our video game news when there's nothing and if it's just lists, I'm just like I want to make it the meat uh, in a sense. But yeah, like I like when I finished, like I had two episodes of Gargoyles. I'm like, yo, let me just knock this out and just say and talk about it. It was like again, like yeah. So there's there's shows that I want to like get to. I have again I have to revisit my my other stuff. But that's why I'm trying Thank to you. consolidate my uh my anime and manga reading uh for the weekends. Um because yeah, I, I, I miss sitting in my like my room and back in my my parents' house where I used to like I didn't have gloves. I can imagine I have gloves, but I would take my my, my comic book, lay it on my table, and then I would just flip through. And I miss that. Yeah. I got a so shout out to Brian D. Covington. He had sent me a comic book. Don't um, tell me you got gloves. I ha- the what? I said, don't tell me you got gloves to take it out. No, so I he ended he sent me two, and I don't know if it's an accident or not, Brian. If you're listening, you sent me two. I meant to uh, to text you about it the other day, and I totally forgot. But so I got a second one in the mail, and like Erica immediately like, it, and I it hurt the nerd in me. Like she took it. She just opened it up like it was nothing. She just went in, opened it up, and was like going through it. And I was like, "What are you doing?" <laughs> I was like, "You don't need to touch that." And she was like, "Oh no, I was just seeing." Because one of them had like he like uh, wrote me like a handwritten note in in the back of one. Yeah. And she was like, "Oh, I just want to see if the other one has a note." And I was like, "You don't have to open it." And then she started like flipping through the pages, and I was like, "What are you doing?" Like, no, <laughs> like it was making me squirm. And it's so stupid. Like, that's such a stupid thing to, like, get nerdy about. Like, she was oh, yeah. going through it, and I was like, I was like, oh, the oils of your fingers are destroying these pages right now. But this is why, like, like and especially when we were at Comic-Con, like, my thing, but this is more of the creator aspect, you know, I, I have proof, so I don't have to worry about that. But then it's like, again, when you I hand them, like, my brother Teddy, and they just go to the last page. I'm like, dude, why do you, why do people <laughs> do that? It's always automatic, and it's like, look, I understand if you try to flip it because it's such a thin book, it, it kind of mm-hmm. goes there. But like, why don't you just turn the page and get into the middle of it? So, and then I'm like, Ugh. so, and then you've caught me, but like, yeah. So if you go to the very first page, just be like, pay attention, stop doing that. It's only a one shot. <laughs> Make it an intimate thing. Go into a room, well lit, couple of candles. Put on your nice nylon gloves, and then you enjoy the the book one page at a time as it sits on a level wooden like stool a small, in front of you. A mini easel. Yes, a little easel, and then you carefully flip the pages through. Admire it, read it, do what you have to do, but. But yeah, that. Yeah. I... <laughs> I was the same way. Like I, I, I still do that. But like most of my books, uh, well, I don't. I don't think I've ever lent my books out to anyone. 
I don't think I've ever done that. It's like and nowadays, like it's such a rare thing for me to purchase a comic book. Yeah. Like I like when I buy them, I buy them to have them as art. Like oh, I yeah, don't like, buy them um, like I have. It's, it's kind of far, but like I have um, the Usagi, Usagi and uh, yeah. MNT crossover, and then I have the main the main cover. Because I wanted to get it, I wanted to get it because it was uh, was gonna be it was self-contained. But then there's also these uh, covers that Kevin Eastman draws with Stan Sakai. So like Stan Sakai, I believe it's Stan Sakai stories, and then uh, Kevin Eastman would draw a variant cover. I was like, of course I'm gonna get that. Like why not? So literally within arm's reach, I have this because I have nowhere else to put this right now. So I have this. It is. Like I keep my comic books. Like when I buy them, I buy them, and then I just look at them and I put them right back. Yeah. So this I, is the the Miles Morales, um, Captain America variant thing. Yeah. Like with the Puerto Rican flag as his uniform. Just like, I sent that. Um, when I, I think I texted you, I was like, and then we both got two. Um, I still need to grade it. I have an account with CGC. I still got upgraded. Yeah, I have. I would like to grade at least one of these. I brought all my but, comic um, books to to this home because um, I knew those were the ones I want to have graded. I have one, and some of them are signed, but like Midtown Comics signature uh, certificate doesn't matter when it comes to CGC. Like, yeah, have to to, it, yeah, which is corny to me, but whatever. Uh, but I get it because <laughs> anyone could just steal a, uh, a certificate. The certificate. But yeah, for me, some like comics, like I have, I've been so removed from like my weekly comic book purchases for like years at this point. Like I haven't bought comics consistently since like college. So nowadays when I buy them, I buy them for the purpose of like having them. Yeah, like probably freshman year of college, maybe sophomore year. I stopped I because I was I was buying I was buying Spider Man's weekly. That was my main one, and then I would venture out and get different like stories whenever I felt like it. But Spider Man, I was getting weekly for a while. I, I guess I yeah, I guess I didn't recall that because I, I my collection. I've always collected comics, but not weekly. I think when I got into issues was my freshman year. So mm-hmm. all four, and then another, I want to say 2015, 2016. I was collecting comics, but it dwindled out. Even now, it's dwindling. I don't. I don't used to go on MidtownComics.com and just look at the weeklies and like, oh, I'm gonna buy this, mm-hmm. buy this, and I would just go. I would order them just so I can make sure I get them, and then go to the, the shop and pick them up. But uh, I even did that now for uh, the Antagonist issue one because I was like, I'm gonna get that. Mm-hmm. He finally got it through. It's in Midtown Comics. I was like, I'm gonna get issue one again, officially like re. Uh, is re-released with new uh, uh, lettering and everything. I was like, I'm going to get that because mm-hmm. when it pops off, I'm saving that. So I was like, I yeah. have that. Yeah, so like in college is probably when I, I stopped doing weeklies and I just got like whatever stories or arcs that I cared about and then it dwindled to now it's like if I get a comic twice a year, that's a lot. Like, but yeah, anyway, long tangent to wrap it back up. We are done here. Thank you guys for listening in. We're not going to be doing an After Dark 
this week, but we'll be back with it next week. Um, as always, to get info and updates on the show, you can follow us at the Average Jays Podcast on Instagram. And um, yeah, I think that's it. Yeah, if you have a topic you want us to talk about, get our you know pick our our mind brains about stuff like is the sky really blue or are there really aliens in your living room? I don't know. Just let us know. Okay. Yeah. I dig it. <laughs> so thank you guys for listening. As always, this has been the Average Age Podcast. I'm Jay Justin Ruiz. I'm Jay Jeremy Francois. And here is who's holding up my mic. Oh. Vader. Oh, the Mustafar Vader. Yeah. That's cool. Walmart exclusive. So if you're watching us live on twitch.tv slash the average days, you'd be able to see that Jay shows off a different Funko every week, which everyone is holding up his mic. The last two have been Star Wars, which what I messed that up. What's next week going to be? <laughs> Tune in next time All on right. Dragon Ball Z. Thank you, guys. We'll catch you on the, the next one. Bye.